0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how I do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And I have the extra treat for y'all. No, it is not a guest. I'm trying to work on the guest coming on the podcast. But I am going to also read a little bit from my novel. A, a, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. I think I'm too excited. Uh, It's called Perfect Delusions of Love, a novel. So it is a novel. (laughs) but uh let me go ahead and start with the poem and then i will work my way over to my novel i hope that y'all are having the most amazing day um whenever it is that you hear this episode and the name of the poem is entitled it's my time here we go it's been a long time coming now my change is on its way I will not be defeated. My faith will not be swayed. It took a while for me to see the one who has always been for me. He is my Lord, my savior, and my father too. He did what he said he would do. He didn't leave me or forsake me. He is my refuge and my fortress. In times of need, he sees my heart aches and my heart breaks. He has opened up my eyes to his promises and purpose for my life. He has made me realize that I am more than a conqueror. And the victory has been and always will be mine. It is my time to shine. And when I tell you that I wholeheartedly believe that, I feel as if I can't say it enough. There has been a shifting in the atmosphere and I feel it. And I'm elated. There is so much that has happened within the past 48 hours of my life that has reaffirmed that if God be for me it is more than the whole world against me and I am grateful that he is for me eternally grateful now I want to also read from my novel and there's so much in here (laughs) so Let's see where I'm gonna start, and I'm just gonna start. Me, I'm not like not literally going to do this in a way that y'all'll get the whole gist of what the novel's about. But I kind of just want to provide a teaser. So let me see. This is how it opens up. This is how it opens up. Let me see if I can find the spot. This is the prologue. Love is such a euphoric word, and yet so vital to human nature. Nevertheless, I'm driven to obtain it once and for all. I can't recall experiencing the essence of true love in the romantic sense. I've been told about it and what it should feel like between two people, but it is still foreign to me. I've heard it described on television, and I've read about it in passionate novels. I have even dreamt about it a few times. And I've even ran across a couple of counterfeit casanovas along the way. But nothing close to the real thing. At times I feel like all hope is lost. Maybe because I have not found I have not been found by the right man. Who knows? I am certain I have come pretty close to feeling it before but i just cannot be too sure of whether or not i truly experienced it they say when it happens you'll know well so far i don't oftentimes quite similar to the girls who are consumed by the cinderella syndrome i find myself hoping my prince charming is somewhere in this big old world and i pray he is determined to find his way to me however Regardless of the fact that this hasn't been my experience thus far, a girl can dream, right? <laughs> so we're gonna talk about which person. Let me see. Okay, so I'm gonna keep this short. I'm trying to see what's. Which- which chapter would be best to read, Lord. All right. Am I the only girl who loves a good pampering? I think not. I'm almost certain that every girl loves being pampered, and tonight is the perfect reason for me to be pampered. Tonight is a special night. My best girlfriend, Tasha Mackey, also happens to be my right-hand girl. Lord knows I am grateful for her. We met in the fourth grade when she and I were both sent to ISS for three days. She was an ISS for tripping Stacey Redding in the lunch line. Her face fell forward in the spaghetti. No tigers or elephants were harmed during that fatal trip, but it still was funny over the years Tasha and I have become more like sisters she's been styling my hair since elementary school I think I was her first client I used to sit between her legs while she braided my hair up and we talked the whole night about boys and our biggest dreams doing hair professionally has always been one of her dreams the other one was marrying Will Smith but Jada has him now Of course, it was only befitting that I offered Tasha the management role when I opened Gabby's Divas Hair and Nail Salon. She joyfully accepted my offer, and we've been working together ever since. Tasha and I have been partners in crime for so long that we probably make working together look easy. Now, if there's one thing I can say about my girl, it's that she takes her profession very seriously, and I do love that about her. Unlike me and my own family, Tasha has a huge, close-knit family. After my parents passed away, Tasha's parents practically let me move in with, her, with them. Although they only knew me through Tasha and for a short period of time, her parents immediately treated me like one of their children. They offered to help my Aunt Rose raise me without hesitation. She gladly accepted. So during most summer times... I would share a room with Tasha. Can you believe that she and I have never had an argument about anything? Well, we haven't. Crazy how the affection I lacked from my parents was given to me by hers. Tonight is, one year, is my one-year anniversary with Clarence, so there is no way I am going to let anyone but my girl, Tasha, hook me up. I must look stunning on our special day. I headed over to the salon super early to get started on my day. Tasha made it to the shop before I did. Her work is phenomenal, and she never ceases to amaze me with her creativity and flawless talent. However, this is the part of getting my hair done that I absolutely loathe, and that is sitting under this hot blow dryer. Tasha's hooking me up with her Deluxe Divas Delight services to guarantee all eyes will be on me this evening gabby when i tell you that you better not leave any of the juicy details out either i mean it tasha started meddling with me as she set the dryer gently over my updo girl you know i'll call you i've got your number on speed dial remember we both giggled She walked toward the footstool scooter, slid it out of the corner with her foot and rolled it over to me in preparation for my pedicure. Tasha gives the best pedicures too. I managed to lean back in my chair and close my eyes for a bit. Our anniversary snuck up on us, so I hadn't slept too well for the past few days. We started celebrating a little early. So between managing my salon and entertaining my man, I am worn out. In walks the customer. Welcome to Gabby's Divas. My name is Tasha. How may I help you? She was on it. If she couldn't do anything else, she could multitask her butt off. She and I looked in the direction of the front door. A young lady was standing there watching Tasha as she ran the water of for my pedicure. Tasha smiled at her and then spoke. And then she spoke. Um... Do y'all know how to do all kinds of people's hair? The lady asked cluelessly. Tasha tried not to burst out laughing at the lady's question. Honey, we are professionals. There is nothing Gabby's divas can't do. Then the lady smiled too. Okay, I'd like highlights and a haircut with a blow-dry style. She glanced over at me. How much will that cost? Tasha washed her hands and went to greet the lady. Let me meet you formally, but first, before we start talking prices, she extended her arm to shake the lady's hand. And you are, Tasha asked her. Oh, my name is Sonya, she replied. Well, Sonya, it's nice to meet you again. My name is Tasha, and that is Miss Gabby over there under the dryer. She pointed in my direction as I waved. Tasha gave Sonya a quick consultation, provided a rundown of our prices, and then Sonya agreed to receive the services. Tasha handed her a client profile card for her to fill out her information. It took Sonya a few minutes to complete the card, but Tasha waited patiently. Once Sonya finished filling everything out, she handed the clipboard back to Tasha, who then set it on the table. To the side okay if you don't mind could you please follow me to have a seat in the lobby miss Sonya? tasha led the way towards the lobby and Sonya followed her another stylist will be here shortly to fulfill your hair care needs her name is becky and she'll be more than happy to take care of you tasha smiled as she headed back to me ten minutes later The front door opens and in comes Becky. She is the loudest of us all, but Becky is so much fun to be around. When it comes to entertainment, she definitely keeps us on our toes. Hey ladies, she sings. Today's our anniversary, she smiles. Tasha chimes in as she sets my feet in the water. It sure does feel like it. The dryer is so fit to my head that I can't even shake my head at these two ladies. Hey, Becky, I shout out. Becky, you've got a customer in the lobby. Tasha interrupts me. Becky walks toward the lobby, turns around and looks back at us. Okay, I see another Becky is in the house. Tasha rolls her eyes because she can't believe the words that just came out of Becky's mouth. We both burst out laughing. Yeah, and you better be on your best behavior too, Miss Thing. I smile at both of my girls hello miss my name is becky and i will be your stylist today and your name is she extends her arm to Sonya, who stands up to shake becky's hand Sonya, she says well Sonya, nice to meet you they smile at one another as they shake hands i'll be right back becky waves her hand in the air and then she heads to the counter she reads the client card to see what services sonia's getting and heads over to the cabinet to grab a few clean towels. Okay, Miss Sonia. If you'll please follow me. I'll get started on your services today. Sonia stands up, grabs her purse, and follows Becky to her booth. So I hope y'all enjoy my little preview of my book. <laughs> that's one of my that's my novel. And um, it's called Perfect Illusions of Love, a Novel by Teresa Reese, your host of the Dear Future Hubby podcast. And so, as I was saying earlier, I really do believe that it is my time. Um, I have allowed certain people to put limitations on me. And I didn't even realize that that's what was happening. But I finally came to the realization that I only have one life to live. And while sometimes we are waiting for people to approve of our choices, we could literally be stifling our growth. And one of the things that I truly believe moves the hand of God is imagination. When we are able to imagine what are, because think about it, how the Bible talks about when, when I was, well, not that, but (laughs) unless you are as a child, like that's the only way that you can, only the pure in heart can see God. And it's another scripture that talks about the heart of children. And I really believe that whenever you're in your, when you imagine things and you literally put that into motion, I believe that that makes him smile because There really is nothing that is too hard for God. But a lot of times I do believe that most of us try to play it safe. That we've almost been trained on how to play it safe. And I just had an epiphany. I was like, I was looking around my room. And I was seeing all of the things that I have created. And the paintings that I've drawn, how I've gone to certain events and it started off as an empty canvas. And then by the time I was done, I'm putting my signature in the corner of a beautiful, beautiful painting. And I remember one time I had said this, I was like, if the world is God's canvas for us, why do we only pick one corner? why not use the whole canvas and so I'm not sure well I I have an idea of what has happened but I'm not sure if it's because I've been listening to a lot of inspirational books I'm not sure if it's because I have literally changed how I view certain things like there's One person said that I never lose. I don't know who said it, so please forgive me. He said, I never lose. I either learn something or, and I forgot. I forgot the other part. But anyway, he said he never loses. And it was like he either learned something and I forgot the other part. Y'all got to look it up. But when I heard that, I was like, huh, that's a way to look at life. When you start to look at it like you never lose, you're either... And I'm just going to paraphrase because I don't quite remember what he said. (coughs) Excuse me. But what I believe that he was saying was that every opportunity that presents itself gives you the door that you can go through. Where you are learning something, you're growing from it, but it's all geared to make you a better person. It's all geared to teach you something about yourself that had you not gone through that door, had you not done X, Y or Z, you would have never discovered this about yourself. And so today, I guess I looked at my experiences like that, like, okay, Lord, like here it is. The situation has presented itself. Teresa, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to walk away and pretend like you don't see what's going on? Or are you going to acknowledge it and just open your heart and your mind and be like, okay, yes, I say yes. And it felt so liberating for me to just literally release any type of, I guess you say, reservations that I had. So... I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning how to just surrender to the will of God for my life, like not to even put any restraints, you know, cause a lot of times we just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a conscious thing. I don't know if it's a protective mechanism. I don't know, but it's, I literally found myself having a different type of dialogue with God today. And it was like, I see you. I feel your presence. And I'm watching you work. And as I'm watching you work... Maybe these are some of the things that I'm seeing... Are things I'm sure that I imagined... And that I did not... Like talk about it... Didn't write it down in my journal... Didn't even really ask for it... So to speak... But I believe because I... Surrendered this area... To God... And because I've been operating in obedience. Obedience is so much greater than sacrifice. I am physically, physically watching. (laughs) If I can see him in human form. I am physically watching him open up doors that no man or woman can shut. And I'm in complete awe. And the only correlation the only thing that I can think of that is remotely close to what it is that I'm experiencing right now is when I was a virgin (laughs) I'm being 100% honest so I remember when I was a virgin I had this relationship with God people would come up to me I was in high school mind you and people would come up to me and ask me for advice I was 16, didn't have a clue about life or whatever, but they knew that I possessed godly wisdom. So they would come to me and tell me a situation and ask me, how would you handle this? And I believe because I was a virgin, because I was pure, only the pure in heart shall see God. I believe that because I was pure, that it didn't matter Whether or not I had experienced a relationship or even had relations, what mattered is that I was pure. So when they were seeking my face, God was able to work through me. I was able to hear directly from him because there were no distractions whatsoever. And that was one of the closest relationships, the closest seasons of my life that I had a very close knit relationship with him. Then I, <laughs> then I ended up losing my virginity, and then I backslid, and so I kind of got distance for, distant for a while, and then I ended up, it was my, I believe it was my early 30s maybe, um, I ended up going on a sabbatical, a, a true sabbatical, at least that's what I called it, it probably wasn't true because I still was around people, but I, I, I took myself out of the out of the atmosphere that I was in and I placed myself into a totally different atmosphere and then they were having a revival for that whole week. And in that time, I was fasting and I had fasted literally for 40 days and 40 nights. I've never done that again, but I did it in that season. And I heard God so clearly every day, every day. And there were things that he would show me Prophetically, there are things that he would show me that were about to transpire. And I would just, I was operating in this boldness. It was just such a righteous boldness for the kingdom. And I loved being in that element. I just loved it. And then life happened. And so I've been absent for over a year. And when I tell you, I don't know if it's because now that, you know, I've come into peace with, girl, just wait. It's not even worth rushing for nothing. Wait for your true purpose partner. Don't be trying to rush nothing. You have already been there, did that. You got six kids. You got the t-shirts to prove it. It's just, it's not even worth you sacrificing any type of mental, emotional, especially with all the mess that's going around in this world. Girl, just go ahead and how about this? You keep doing what you're doing because it's working for you. So that's pretty much the attitude that I've been having this whole time. And so... In doing that, I'm I'm recognizing now. I do understand this is not for everybody. I get it, to each his own, I get that. I'm just talking about what's going on with me. So I have felt his presence to the point that <laughs> you know how he says that like he'll make a place before you in the presence of your enemies. And sometimes whenever you're being attacked by your enemy, you don't know if you're going to get through that attack. Like, you literally are just like, if I got to go through another attack, come on now, Lord. Like, can you please show me some mercy? Because your girl, your boy is tired. Can we just kind of take a break from all of these attacks? I mean, I'm kind of sick and tired of raising up my shield So that I can ward off the darts that are coming north, east, south, west, high and low. Like, can we take a break, please? Just for my mental. But he just has a way. And maybe that's the reason why he's my very best friend in the whole wide world. And why I trust him as much as I do. He just has a way of even when you're going through and you feel like this, I can't take any more. I can't take any more disruption. I can't take any more disappointment. I can't take any more heartache. I can't take any more heartbreak. I can't take any more pain. I don't want to argue no more. I don't want to cry no more. I don't want to fret no more. I don't want to worry no more. I don't want to do none of this stuff. All it is is negativity. I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Lord, I need you to change the circumstances. He has a way, when we least expect it, of lifting that cloud. We don't know when he does it. We don't even know how he does it. But you go from feeling like you are heavy laden and everything under the sun is pop, 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 pop. (laughs) You all over the place. (laughs) Just like, I can't. I can't breathe like what is going on and then you look up and it's like oh, you're like what when how how did you do that it just all changes and so that's what he did to me and that's what he did for me and all I can say is thank you I've been saying thank you so much Because I know that the scriptures say that he won't put on you more than what you can bear. But honey, for the past 30 days, your girl has felt like, okay, was it like ripped out of the Bible for a moment? And then maybe what is going to come back later? Because the way I was being attacked, what the what? But I literally, I don't even know what happened. But it's like he just, either he transformed my mind. Or he transformed the situation. He may have done both. But all I know is. The confidence that I have had in him. In these past few days. Can only be given to me from him. Like I said I've experienced things. Like I'm still elated. I am still grinning from ear to ear. God is good if you don't know him learn him try him for yourself he's so amazing he's so awesome and he is truly an on time God and all I keep saying is thank you it's imperative that we wait our turn I remember I was listening to somebody one time and they were like do you ever get, like, does anybody, nobody ever really celebrates the second, the, like the second place. He was like, no one ever really gives recognition to the person that's in second place. And why is that? And he was like, do you know to be the backup, to be the runner-up, that's equally important. He's like, but we've been so conditioned that everybody's got to win. I got to win. I got to win. I got to win. He was like, but there's some training in being second place. There's some things you learn when you're the runner up. And he was like, what if you were to just get content with being next in line instead of always trying to be the first in line? Well, I had the honor and the privilege of being next in line over the weekend. And when I tell you, (laughs) what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I had such a blessed weekend. And I'm giving him all the glory, because that's just what I do. But I truly felt his presence. I truly felt like I'm not in this race alone. I literally was around people who could see what maybe I have not really ever taken time out to see within myself. But to hear, it's something different when you hear other people tell you about you. It's very, you, you, it's kind of weird, but it's a good thing, you know, but it, it, I mean, it is kind of weird. If you ain't used to it, you'd be like, uh, okay, you can stop, you know, but God would not let me stop them. It's like, God was like, let, let them pour into you. Just listen, listen to the affirmations, listen to the edification. Listen to the praise report. Accept your flowers while you yet live. Accept your flowers while you yet live. And so I did that. I accepted my flowers. I'm still accepting my flowers. And I am grateful that I was obedient and that I listened to everything. Every instruction I was given, I listened and I obeyed. Every single instruction, no matter how silly it seemed, I did it. No matter how silly it seemed, I did it. And I literally had one of the best weekends of my entire existence all because I obeyed. So, for those of you that have a different testimony about my other Father, I'm sorry if you don't feel as if he is everything that I say that he is. But I have tried him for myself. I've tried him for myself, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt This joy that I have, the world did not give it, so the world can't take it away. (laughs) So this is going to end my episode on tonight. (laughs) However, before I conclude, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby, and it is dated March the 29th, 2021, and it reads, Dear Future Hubby, I know you will never guess which celebrity I had the honor and the privilege of speaking to and asking a few questions on Clubhouse. When I tell you the experience was unlike anything I have ever experienced in my life, I feel like it is an understatement. They say laughter is good for the soul. Well, I must agree because her energy is so contagious that I found myself laughing so hard. You see, I love genuine, authentic, kind-hearted people. And early this morning, God allowed me to be in the presence on the stage. And in her space, when I tell you that I was in the clouds all day long, I don't think you are hearing me. And she answered each and every one of the questions I had. Maybe one day when you and I are face to face, I'll tell you all the details. Just know that now that I've had the opportunity to speak to her, now I have to meet Miss Tiffany Haddish. I love you. Love, Teresa Reese. Y'all have a blessed one. And do me a huge favor. (laughs) Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.